my name is Chris Nizak, and I am playing Jameson Cree, the Prismatic Mage, and I am from Misdirected Mark Productions. I'm Brett B. from uh, Gaming and BS. I am playing big, brawny, very loyal family member Corby, the male fighter. I'm Tom from Knights of the Night. I'm playing Kelsey Fenn, the older sister to Corby. Hi, this is Kevin Lovecraft. Someone once was nice enough to say that I'm the glue between gaming and BS and misdirected Mark. I am playing Ashani Fenn. I'm Emily from She's a Super Geek, and I am your game master for this venture through the world of Avanti. From the Wednesday evening podcast all-stars, Avanti, Glitter, and Blood. Many of you know Tarvik Two Fingers by reputation. He's a man that, while he has all of his fingers can kill ye with just two. He is a fearsome rogue. No one dares cross. Now, how he got mixed up with the Storm Queen is, quite honestly, still a matter of conjecture. Some say that he went mad. Some say that he was in love with the Storm Queen. Some say he was bewitched. Some say that he had wandered purposeless all of his life and finally found something worth fighting for instead of stealing. Well, whatever the reason, Tarvek Two-Fingers, one of the greatest rogues and and fighters in our day, was going to show the Fen family exactly what the rest of the Fen family had been up to. Corby, I'm sorry, we have to go back in the water. All right, let's do this. Yep. I will follow after. Well, I, I lead into Kelsey. Kelsey, how many ways are there out of this place? There's at least three. Okay. He will He will ask if you want uh, any better accommodations other than swimming. And what is the other choice? No. Turtles. I'm good swimming. Corby, okay. you want another turtle ride? I'll, sw- I'll swim, actually. Turtles, like, they chafe my butt. <laughs> I will swim. Tarvek will will take out what looks like some sort of magical amulet uh, and and put it on, and he murmurs some words. He takes it and uh, and points it at each of you. He says, "All right, well, we should be able to uh, to get there and back pretty quickly, but the magic on this uh, to uh, have us swim that quickly won't last long. So let's go. Lead on. You guys are going to dive." very deep. You are surrounded by this magical aura coming from Tarvek's amulet. So you are moving. Uh, You're not even really swimming. It's kind of just breezing you through the water and occasionally dodging out of the way of a large animal that's going by so quickly you can't really tell what it is. So you're not sure how far you've traveled, but you've traveled a long, long way. And then finally, the sort of bubbles around you disappear. You're in a crevice with giant sea rock. Well, I guess they're normal rocks, actually. Rocks are the same. All around, and you can hear something from nearby. Tarvek is going to put his fingers to his lips and motion for you to sneakily look over the rocks. Does my glitter cat get pulled that way? It is definitely pulling very strongly. I I guess there's a coral farm on the other side of this rock, and then I peek and look over the rock. I'm going to need stealth rolls for anybody who wishes to look over the rock, please. I am not, because my assumption is if I get too close, I could cause a problem. 
I've had that happen before. Kelsey usually tells me to sit quiet. Yes! Oh. Yes! Bad stuff's about to happen. I had to look, though. See it with my own eyes. Corby, uh, Kelsey disappeared for a second. Bah! And then Ashani tripped over her. Is it really tripping over if you're swimming? Is it like like stumbling yeah, into? <laughs> bumping over? <laughs> Let's do uh, perception checks uh, before... What's going to happen with the stealth happens. Oh my God, that's even. Crazy. I'm watching. I'm watching. I lost. I lost Kelsey once. I'm not losing her again. So Ashani and Kelsey, you you don't see anything above the, the rocks because of the blundering or tripping. Chris, you, you kind of you see most of this, but uh, Corby, you see all of it. It looks very familiar. It's the same kind of slave plantation layout that exists in Zavi. There are several overseers. That seem to be land dwellers that have various magical capabilities to keep them underwater. And at the bottom of the seafloor, there are just rows and rows of different kinds, different colors at least, of these, you know, beautiful coral. And you see ones that, you know, are sparkling and rubyish. You see ones that just look the deepest green you've ever seen. And all of the merfolk who are working sort of up and down, they seem to be harvesting this this coral. And they all have the same magical brand that the merfolk you saw earlier had. I throw up a mage hand to grab a shani, study a shani, and pull a shani up to look over the frickin' rock. And see what we're seeing. <laughs> so, Kelsey, should we just, like, go kill the overseers? Because that seems like the right thing to do. So they're... Oh, wait. I've got a crappy perception. So I just see that there's some sort of overseers, but it's not obvious to me that they're Zavi. Why don't we go talk to them? Why don't we just kill them? Then we can rifle their bodies and find data. They're not from Zavi. It just that was just a reference for Corby because oh, he's farm he's layout. Seen it. Is, yeah, the the plantation sort of layout. We know that slavery still goes on in Zavi versus it's not present anywhere. Corby, else. do you recognize any of them? Any of the guards? Yeah, they're 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 slavers and they're bad people. No, I mean family members. Oh, do I personally? Um, mm, uh, I don't like. From behind you, you hear. Lower your weapons. I turn around with my hand out and shoot a, f- shoot a melf, uh, shoot something at him. I throw a gem at him that's a chromatic orb that turns into an ice uh, bolt. We're gonna go into combat. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> I'll go after you all are done. I'm batting clean up on. This. Okay, yeah, initiative six and for initiative me. Three for me. I'm batting clean up on this one, folks. Um, <laughs> hey, welcome yeah, to my team, good. Kelsey. Sorry I blundered into you there and ruined your initiative. This is not a surprise round because they surprised you, but since you fired off so quickly and uh, Chris, you actually got the highest initiative. Sorry, Jameson got the highest initiative. As you turn, you see behind you, they aren't merfolk. You've heard stories of these creatures, but you've never seen one. They kind of look like demon merfolk and they're called marrow. Oh, these... Fuckers. Okay. Yeah. I th- like I said, I turn around and I throw a chromatic orb at one. I only got a thirteen though. I don't know if that's gonna hit. That will hit them. There, there are three of them. Are you, so are you? I mean, to the right, to the left, or in the uh, middle? Right in the middle. I mean, I, this is okay. a quick turnaround, like gunslinger style. I pulled a, uh, a, a a small dime out of my pocket, and as I did it, my hand was frosted over with cold, and I flung it, assuming that since I was in the water, that it would turn into an ice shard because instead of just a bolt of cold, because it would instantly freeze the water around it and then you know slam into them. That is indeed what happens. So is is nine down there your 
That's the damage, but damage? It's, cold, it's cold damage, yeah. Next up are the marrow. The one in the middle is going to try and send out its harpoon against Jameson. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I still have a move, right? I swim behind Corby and use him as cover. <sighs> Y'all are up against the rocks, though. Yeah, you see, he can still squeak behind me. He's small. I'm big. Okay. Because we're in a three-dimensional space, right? Yes. Oh, and, and we're against yes. the rocks? I'll, I, yeah, I'm going to swim. I'm, I'm going to use Corby as cover. He's, using, he's between a rock <laughs> and a Corby place. Corby, it's going to come at you then. Sweet. Thank you, Corby. No problem. 14 to hit. <laughs> no, not even close. It would have hit Jameson. Which is why Jameson yeah, is why Jameson's too. behind me. Jameson would have cast shield at that point, but you know. I would have I would have I would have stepped in and interposed. The one two as you're facing them, the left, also gonna take out their harpoon and Ashani, it's coming at you. Are you implying I'm a whale? But that that was only a six to hit. The other one is going to also has a harpoon gun, but is not aiming for any of you, is actually aiming sort of next to you. Uh, and that will hit the rock. That's uh, nice. All right, Kelsey. Okay, I'm gonna ready an action to hit whatever 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 enemy Corby is going to rush forward and attack. Fair, Ashani. I will cast guiding bolt at uh, the attacker who attempted to get me with the harpoon. Only a ten. That's probably a miss. That is a so miss. You, so you see a flash of radiant light go rippling through the water and goes wide and just travels on 120 feet so i don't know if it hits some of the coral and explodes it or what but it probably hits some of the rock it does look really cool underneath tarvek looks very angry and he pulls out his rapier goes to attack uh, one of them and will hit not bad 10 damage so he hits one of them that hasn't been hit before and then corby finally so someone is nearby enough i can smack them so Time to get a crack lack, and now I am high enough level I get two of these suckers, so... Ooh, second one misses for sure. Only a 12, uh, 12 and a 9. I'm assuming I'm not rolling so hot tonight. You are a little confused by water combat. You're not sure how your sword is going to react in the water, so you're a bit slower than you normally are, and the marrow kind of dodge. Well, I was so good hitting the shark because it's a big thing, and these marrow are like nimbly-bimbly, and they're leaping around underwater. It's crazy. Okay, so the one that he attacked, Kelsey then uses a hand crossbow. Roll an 18 to hit. That will hit. And 17 damage. Well, remember, he gets an extra 3d6 damage there, so. Sneak, sneak, sneak. Stab, stab, stab. Mm, Hand crossbow. Oh, good hit, Corby. Well done. (laughs) As my movement, I kick off the rock and try to get into a better position that's away from where the rock just got hit. In case that's going to cause some kind of issue. It's probably a good idea. Jameson. So there's a harpoon thing that's sticking out of that rock, right? Yep. And it looks like it's attached to something. I am going to conjure up. Oh, it's attached to something? Like it's got like a string or something attached to it? It's some sort of really sturdy rope stretching back to the harpoon gun. I have this arcane tradition called minor conjuration. Starting at second level, when you select the school, you can use your action to conjure up an inanimate object in your hands or on the ground in an unoccupied space that you can see within 10 feet of you. What I conjure up is a pair of garden shears and I cut the rope. Garden shears? Normal ones? No, giant ones. Like oversized... We open this building in the name of click, you know, like <laughs> they are. They are, in fact, three feet long garden shears that are sharp. And I cut the fucking rope. Yeah, you cut the rope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I sw- then I swim uh, away from that spot. 
It's just like it has metal in it, but giant shears like, okay. Eat that fish stick. Do you swim up, down, sideways? I swim in an arc towards the um, towards the right and away from the combat a little bit to give myself some distance between the melee that's going on. The marrow that you just uh, messed up their great plan to capture you in a net doesn't like that and is going to come at you with his claws. I got a question now. Hold on. Are, were all these marrow kind of hanging out together? They weren't side by side. They were fairly close. Yeah, I was was wondering, like, if Corby's near them, then Corby can have something to say about that. Yeah, so they're coming at you. Yeah, I can come in between you. I give you disadvantage on that. Ting. Okay. Well, I mean, you're up up with them. Don't you have a thing that stops them from moving around or no? No, that's not a thing for me. Never mind. They just get at me then. No, but I can still uh, give you disadvantage. I can still give disadvantage on it, though, to try to save your ass. Oh, then it's a 17. Yeah, I cast shield as my reaction. Which gives me an AC 18. They will come in for that, and they will angrily slash against your shield. But unfortunately for you, they have something called multi-attack. Bring it on. So I'm assuming your shield is still up. Yep. 23 to hit with their uh, bite attack. So they bite me. This one comes in. Their claws haven't quite done it. uh, And so they just rear their head up and just take a huge bite out of your arm. Eight points of damage. Fish nibbles. The one in the middle is still going to go towards Kirby with his claws. 21 to hit. Yeah, fine. 10 damage with the claws and then 26 to hit. The bite, uh, that's only five damage. Ah, that's nothing. The next one, let's see here. Ashani, you've attacked that. So uh, that one's going to go towards you with their claws first. 19 to hit. That hits. That only does five damage. 11 to hit. That misses. Then it is Kelsey. Corby is still engaged with that one I hit before, correct? Correct. Then I will attack again. Using the hand crossbow, 22 for 20 damage. Wow. 20? Okay. Tell me about your kill shot. Are they? Do they have tridents? No, they have uh, harpoons that they are putting on their backs when not using and claws and teeth. Okay. And was this the one that, that bit my brother? As this marrow's teeth sink into Corby and then start to pull back... I aim a shot at its neck and catch it right in the side in the jugular and just send it reeling backwards. Uh, Blood kind of spraying and filling the water. Dark, inky blood, yes, filling the water around you. You're going to become a werefish, Corby. God damn it. Well, you won't have to worry, though, about losing that manta ray. That's true. Here's an upside. That's true. Ashani. I am going to swim away from my peoples and swim into the bad peoples, the marrow, and I want to. Make sure I'm at least 10, 15 feet away from my folks and get up close and personal, like in hugging distance with a couple, if I can. Otherwise, if I can only get to one. I think you can only get to one at this point. There's one with me that I'm off to the side. And then there's one that's with the- I don't want to be near you. Up in Corby. Or wasn't there one that was fighting you? There was one that attacked Ashani. Yeah. So uh, did did it claw bite at Ashani? So it's like right next to you? Yes. Yeah, well, how close am I to the other people in the group? How close were you when you were looking over the rock? I was right next to Jameson. Jameson and I swam away from the rock, so really it's only Ashani and Corby in the same area anymore. And not even that, because Corby moved forward. I'm going to give the marrow a hug and do a thunder wave. Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) A DC 15 save. Ugh, crappy damage, though. So if they make their save... They take half damage, which would be three. They did not make their save. Six big points of sonic attack underwater, 
wave pressure crushing them. Just for my imagination, do you actually hug them? Yes. I wanted to make sure that it was centered on them. They seem to have some sort of natural scaly armor, but other than that, they're slimy. And they don't seem to like being hugged. It gargles and hisses at you in their their own language. Tarvak is going to take out... uh, Well, he still has his sword out, and he's going to uh, try and help the cleric, because that's what you're trained to do. And he rolls a natural one! Yay! This well-done sailor! Stab me! (laughs) With a huge reputation, who's the lieutenant of the Storm Queen, totally whiffs with his rapier trying to hit a marrow. It's tough to hold on when underwater, and you only have two fingers. Yeah, that's true. That's true. (laughs) He recovers gracefully, though, but you might be able to joke with him about that later, if you survive. Corby! All right, I'll take. Uh, see if I can do better than old uh, two butterfingers here, or whatever his name is. Double butter. Boom, boom. <clears throat> that guy. That guy be dead. Eighteen and twenty-two. That hits. All right, so that is uh, twelve and seven, seven, eight, nine plus a two. No, it's nineteen points of damage. Not bad for a little farm kid. You take your your sword and you are slashing. They have particularly long tails. And so you're able to get a, a couple good uh, slashes down there because their tails aren't nearly as well armored as their torsos. At the top of the round, uh, make a perception check, please. Ugh. I have been clueless today. Nine. I got a sixteen. I got a six. Jameson, you are the you are the only one who realizes that there is some sort of magic, probably you would guess alarm going off the dead marrow. It seems as the marrow dies, there's an alarm that goes off from its body. And you hear some commotion behind the rocks. You know enough about combat to know that reinforcements are going to be coming. Hey, everyone. It seems that there's a magical alarm that's gone off, and we're going to have reinforcements real soon. Hey, slip and slide. You want to hit us with that charm again so we can get out of here? (laughs) Will you guys stop making up nicknames for me if I do? Sure thing, Butterfingers. You know what? They might stop making them up, but they'll just keep using the ones they've already come up with. Okay, I'm I'm okay with the nicknames we have. We'll see what he does on his turn. Jameson, it's your turn. Well, I have one that just bit me. As it stops biting me, I have another one of those diamonds in my palm, and then my hand crackles with the lightning as I shove my fist into its mouth and let it go. There's no way you could miss on this. Probably not. I'm probably going to get hurt in the process, though, but I don't care. I got a 19. You are able definitely... To shove that thing into its mouth. I only did nine points of damage to it. You are able to stick this diamond into the marrow's mouth. And the marrow is seems to be unhappy, both at your fist and then the uh, this brilliant light shines through its teeth. And you kind of see, you know, a, its eyes are backlit and, and weird. And it goes... <laughs> and you've made it so that this marrow will never taste anything again. Mm-hmm. Then I misty step away from it because it's just a bonus action. And I go misty step behind Corby. It's probably good because uh, it's going to pull out its harpoon again and try to harpoon you. Well, I can try to shoot me. I have cover. I think you got three quarters cover, actually. Because you're huge compared to me. It actually just gives me a bonus to my armor class. So if it's three quarters disadvantage, it gives me a plus five instead of a plus two. Well, you probably don't need it. That's a 12 to hit. Yeah, I didn't even need the cover. So yeah, it misses us, Corby. Good. The other one that has been uh, sort of fighting uh, Shawnee and Corby is going to... It's going to hug me back, I hope. I think we've established a bond. You're hugging it, so it's going to first claw you. 24 to hit, Ashani. That's going to be 11 damage. It just rakes its claws across your back. You're not very good at hugging. 
It says he's trying. You know, do it again. Claw and then push you away and then will attempt to bite Corby. That's a non-natural 20 to hit. He bites you for eight damage. So claw, sort of push away and then just come right in. And, and Corby, my guess is that you're sort of readying your sword again. And it just takes a chunk out of your hip. Yeah, I just had one try to come at me and stab Jameson, I went after Sparkles. I kind of got in the way of that thing, and I turn around. Now one's biting me in the leg. God damn these fish! I attempt to hit the one that's that's pestering both of them. So hit eighteen damage, and that one will be a kill shot. So this is the one that is just bit Corby, right? And it, it's dancing around between the two of them, and I wait till there's an open shot and just put it right through the heart. Whatever it hits, it 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 begins spilling out that inky dark blood, and the marrow start floating upwards. I think he got him. Any time now. Are there any that uh, these marrow that I still see around us? I believe there's at least one more. There's still the one that I just misty stepped away from. I am going to invoke sacred flame on it as long as it's within my sixty foot reach. Deck save for, and they will miss eight. Damage. So you see him get enveloped, and it looks really weird with the greenish blue flames deep underwater wrapping around them and moving up and down their body and then fizzling away. Under here, it seems to crackle like electricity more than sort of. Oh, sparks and stuff light yeah. up throughout it. Very cool. And you kind of see the marrow skeleton as it goes off. A little bit of electrocution going on. Uh, Tarvac is going to need at least one round to prepare the spell. So he will spend his turn preparing the spell. Pulls out his wand, starts waving it around. Takes him a whole round to become useful? I don't say that out loud to him. <laughs> <laughs> I say it out loud. I'm like, it takes you a whole six seconds to cast that spell. You're useless. Faster, faster. I'm not a spell caster. Attack time. There's one left. Second one will hit. The first one, you you just got bit, so you're kind of like, ah, and then then you're able to recover pretty well and bring a pretty solid upslash. Eight more points damage, that one. This one is is pretty bad as well. There's commotion coming uh, very close to you, and you hear people or someone shouting in common and also something that sounds like the language of the merfolk. I look at the marrow, since I'm not like exactly near it and Corby's trying to kill it, I'm like, you know, you should just give up now and go away. Not that you can understand me, since you probably don't speak common, but if you do, that's the only way that you might live. And before you run away, maybe you should tell us what humans you're working for. <laughs> that's what I thought. They understand common, but they can't speak it. Their their throats just can't do it. Can I use prestidigitation to make my voice louder? Yes. I make my voice louder, and I yell at the people that I hear using common. I'm like, I boom my voice. You have impinged upon the family fen. Desist this attack now and parlay. I look at you with a raised eyebrow. What? Because you invoked the family name. Eh. Are you going to attack, or are you just going to let that demand stand? I'm going to let that demand stand to the people that are around the corner talking and coming this way. Could I get a diplomacy persuasion? That'll work. Oh, I only got a nine. Really, I just want to hear somebody talk back at me. The marrow itself does not seem particularly convinced. You do hear from around the corner, um, soldier, stand down. Oh, oh shit. That went better than I expected. And the, the marrow backs off quickly. We'll... F- float over the rocks and back down towards the plantation. Do I hit with a 17? You're going to take an attack of opportunity. Oh, hell yeah. Go ahead. 17. Do I hit? That'll hit. Nine more. You might kill it. Nope. That's good. 
didn't get killed. Stupid marrow. So you you give it a good slice, and the marrow is very angry and swims away even faster. Oh, shoot it, Kelsey. Oh, I heard a slaver. I feel so bad. Oh, wait. No, I don't. You wish to parlay? Come forward. Why don't you come forward? Are you done with that spell yet? I'm going to swim forward to see who it is. I want to see if it's someone I recognize. Give me a perception. 14. Well, I'm swimming forward to get a look. I don't know how being underwater changes the voices. You are swimming forward and you see the voice is coming from someone that you you do recognize, actually. You see someone who you know works for your family. Mageburn, if you remember, a tiefling wizard who works for your Auntie Kator. So her, your family has enlisted her for um, for various things, but uh, she's sort of a, a not quite a mercenary wizard because your family seems to have bought her loyalty. But you do know that she is usually under the orders of uh, your aunt Kator, who is supposedly the next sort of in line to be the matriarch. Mageburn. Ashani. What in Hades are you doing here? And under whose direction? Tarvek's gonna look at the other three. Should should, should we go? Not yet. This is this is just getting good. If I had some popcorn, I'd pull it <laughs> out. Kelsey, Kelsey, do we like this person? I've never cared for. Her. So, Mageburn, what are you doing down here? Are you involved in this? Does Grandmere know about this, or is this something you and my aunt are cooking up? Who do you think is in charge here? Come closer. I'll tell you. She's smarter than that. <laughs> Oh, no, she's smarter than that. I like that. (laughs) And you you see behind her. So all of the merfolk have sort of they've they've been herded somewhere. You're not quite sure where they've gone, but there are various sort of buildings and and places where they could have gone. And there are several other marrow and some other creatures that are gathering behind Mage Burn, waiting to to feel this out, see if she's going to give the signal to attack. Are you coming to check on the progress? Or to find out what's going on. If you know what's going on, then you know what I'm doing here. Status report. Looks like you're doing a hell of a shit job. Again. (laughs) Poke, poke. (laughs) I wouldn't say that we're doing a shit job. I think that we're working quite well, considering the Storm Queen has been disrupting the entire process for the past year. We sent out a shipment that met quota last week. Did your family not receive so she it? she blames other people for a failure. That's, that's uh, officer, right? Kelsey, that's officer, right? You know it. I have not been in communication with Kator for over two weeks. I've been at sea. Well, then you get in, get in communication with her. She will tell you. We Three weeks ago, we're not able to meet our Sapphire Coral. However, we have been able to more than make up for that. We have been doubling our planting of sapphire coral. We know how important it is. Noted. So, Ashani, give me, give me another perception check. Only an 11. The thing you're looking at is dead. Hey, Sparkles, is that, is that, is that whammy to get us out of your set yet? The thing I'm looking at is dead? One of the marrows is, that is floating dead you kind of look over and you don't see the crest of uh, the family Kuyong burned into its skin you see the crest of your family is that whammy to get us out of here ready yet Tarvek's waiting for for you to say go because he can't 
pull a Shawnee along in this. Shawnee sort of has to go of her own will. I'm looking at Kelsey and Sparkles like, do we go? Do I grab her? I can get her. I can just reach right out and grab her. Very well, Mageburn. We'll speak again shortly. I'll communicate with the family and follow up with you. Tarvek now. Uh, and Tarvek will uh, start in- invoking the amulet. And if you want, you can all quickly head back to uh, the uh, outpost you were at just at. Yeah, we do that. Absolutely. You get back and you see the amulet around his neck is kind of sputtering and, and fading. You all land and a second later it breaks. Ugh. I love these little amulets, but they're really costed me some money. So, Ashani? Do you believe me now, Miss Ashani? I believe that a portion of my family is behaving inappropriately, and that will be addressed. Yeah, that was kind of my question. How far do you think this goes? I'm gonna find out. So, so, cuz, what's the plan? Be quiet for a moment. (laughs) And so, I'm gonna do ascending to Grandmere. Unlimited distance, up to 25 words. They can reply back. So, Grandmere, why is Mageburn down here involved in a slaving operation with mere folk to harvest coral under Kator's direction? Are you safe? Good job. That was 24 words. So you send that off, and Tarvek's just going to shrug his shoulders. Um, are y'all back in the, uh, in the air room? For Corby, we pro- I probably suggest yeah, we go. I would there. totally like that. If we if we need healers, uh, we're gonna have to go back out. I don't know how far up the chain this goes, but you can't deny what your eyes have seen. Well, my grandmare should be responding any moment in twenty five words or less, because she knows how this works. Don't tell me I got do do do. I'm sorry. All circuits to grandmare are currently busy. So our people be slaving. Apparently, I look around and see. To everybody in the room. Well, clearly not all of us. I mean, Kelsey at home, no one no one we know did this, or I think it's it's first I've heard of it. It's happening beneath somewhere. I mean, if it's going down, it's going down like with super private like level five ninja sanction. I mean, it's not just happening <sighs> clearly in the open. I hate to think it's what's funding us, but I, I Ashani, you get the message back. Don't worry, sweetie. Everything is under control. Come home, Grand Mir. God damn it, Grandma! All right, I will share that message and go, that's unfortunately much too ambiguous. Well, your grandmere is a lady who always liked control. So I'm going to do another sending and use up my last third level slot here. I look at that dude and I'm like, do not speak ill of my grandmother. Oh, I'm not going to speak ill of your grandmother. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm like, don't. Don't do it. Not not right now. Hey, two fingers. You want to be called one finger? Keep it up. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. That's something you can do with that finger, buddy. I thought we were calling him the big deuce. It's going to be a pile of deuce in about a second if he doesn't knock it off. Don't don't look at me, Tarvik. He'll kill you. He just will. He's just crossing his arms, sort of leaning back on the table, just thinking it's really funny that you young people are getting all up in arms. And the, the, the two guards are also not taking you seriously. Uh, Tarvik, man, I watched you out there and how you whiffed really terribly with those marrow. Like, Corby will take you apart in about two seconds. You are actually not very deserving of your reputation. Well, I'm much better above the water. So is he. But just move on. Let's just move on. I do that like two fingers to eyes, point at him. Besides, my reputation wasn't built upon the sword. I know it was built upon being clever and stealing stuff. It was built upon good leadership. 
you've got a different reputation than what we've been hearing. Anyway, moving on. And a little bit of stealing. All right, what's the next message, Yashani? So you knew about this and approved it? It's beyond disappointing. Answer me truly and clearly. <laughs> she doesn't oh have God. to answer. She can do radio silence if she wants. The answer comes back. Come home or I'll send someone to come get you. I turn and look at everyone and go, son of a bitch. Fucking family is doing it. Avanti, Glitter and Blood is played using Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition from Wizards of the Coast. Our theme music is Ghost Dance by Kevin McLeod. Hear more at incompetech.com. Be sure to check out our other awesome podcasts. She's a Super Geek, Knights of the Night, Misdirected Mark, and Gaming and BS.